So what are we doing this week, Alan? A good question, Erin. A valid question. But really, what are we doing at all in our lives if we stop and think about the greater scheme of things? This is why we don't let you do the intro. <laughs> That's true. So I think that's a good a good crackish intro. Welcome back to the Fic List, the podcast where we read and review fan fiction seriously because we actually legitimately love it, and we know that you will too. Yeah. So welcome aboard. Give fan fiction a chance. <laughs> Please do. All we are saying. And I have a feeling that we've got some pretty good ones to talk about this episode. Yeah, I sent you a stellar couple of uh, recommendations. And you're so humble about it. So humble about it. I sent you some. Questionable choices. <laughs> no one is surprised. Nope. So what are our two tags this week, Aaron? Crack and texting AU. Well, why don't we start with the first tag, which is our general tag. Crack. Crack. What is crack, Aaron? And you'll notice I always ask you because you have more insider knowledge. Yeah. So crack is just crazy fan fiction. Yeah. Like something that would never happen. Something that's super out of character. Something that doesn't make any fucking sense. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's like, it's not meant to. It's supposed to sort of exist outside the bounds of what would make sense or what? be thoughtfully, you know, crafted within the narrative. Why it doesn't we... have to be bad, but it doesn't, it's not supposed to be logical. Logical, yeah. Right. Why do we read Crackfic? I think it's for the same reason we watch stupid TV or like we mm. read things that aren't good or whatever. Like, there's just something kind of funny about something that's so outrageous. Like, it's the same reason some people, not me, watch the Jersey Shore. That was a per like, that was perfect. Yeah. Right? <laughs> like, it's so I love Jersey crazy Shore. and outlandish that you're just like, I gotta watch this train wreck through the end, man. Right. And sometimes crack can actually be kind of fun. Sure. Where it's like, take something you know and completely upend it and see how it goes. That's kind of fun. Yeah. Do you want to talk about what I sent you? You sent me, oh my god, a, a fic called Accidental Catification, uh, written by Imaginary underscore Golux. Golux. Um, it's an archive of our own, and the summary is, Ray comes home from a, I'm sorry, at Star Wars fanfic, the newer trilogy. Ray comes home from a mission, rather changed. Poe doesn't quite know when his life got so weird. And if you if you can't tell by the title, uh, the change that Ray has gone through, it's not her first period. It's uh, it, <laughs> she has not entered womanhood. No, <laughs> she has entered cathood. She oh, she comes back as a tiny sand colored cat. Kylo Ren has turned her into a cat, y'all. Yep, that's which is a perfectly reasonable thing to do. Oh, absolutely. That's something that the Force. It was established in Episode Three. That. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That what's his name? Uh, um, what's his actor's name? Adam Driver. Oh yeah. As Kylo Ren has the power to turn people into cats. Cats, specifically cats. <laughs> we said crack. We did say crack. <laughs> it was good. I enjoyed myself. It's actually kind of it was, delightful. It's it's adorable. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, oh, cutie. The only thing that was confusing to me is so it's supposed to be a Poe Dameron and Finn pairing, mm-hmm. but is Finn also dating Ray? Are they like in a polyamorous relationship? Uh, it's never like yes. A, it's not like a, oh, so the tags for relationship. Read the tags, guys. It answers so many questions. Where okay, where do you read these tags? Up in the top box. 
above the title. Additional tags? Yeah, relationships. Relationships. So, for those who don't know this, a slash means they're in a relationship, and an ampersand means they're friends. Oh! (laughs) What? Yeah. So, in this case, Poe, Dameron, and Finn are in a relationship. Finn and Ray are in a relationship. Poe and Ray are friends. I don't like Presumably, it's a poly ship, but, like, they're... So, Finn is the connection, but Poe and Ray are not in a relationship with each other. (sighs) All right. You need to learn these things. I'm sorry. I, I've never dealt with this, which is, like, also true in real life. Do you not read poly ships ever? No. I have so much to share with so, you. Cause here, okay, so here's the thing is, like, in real life, I am such a possessive person. Oh. Like, I, I don't think I could ever be in an open relationship or in a polyamorous relationship uh-huh. unless I was joining one. Like, I can't have my relation, like, my monogamous relationship open, open it. Yeah, I can't do that. I know myself too well. I'm, like, possessive. I'm jealous. I'm, like, I'm, I'm all the ugly bits, okay? That's why I'm single. Aren't we all? Uh, how poignant. <laughs> so, yeah, that's why I don't read fan fiction like that, because I get really possessive and really angry, and I'm, like, no. That's really funny. By comparison, I've always kind of thought, mm, poly makes sense, because oh, I'm asexual. Right. So, like, if I was in a relationship with somebody, there could be a world in which I'm, like, no, go. Like, have somebody, like, find somebody else who yeah. fulfills those other needs of yours. I'm perfectly fine. Because yeah. I'm just not super into, like, I'm very, I deeply enjoy being single and yeah. not having someone need me all the time. Absolutely. So, Polly as a idea, which I've never sort of taken into practice, but sure. like, as an idea, I'm like, yeah, I think I might be open to that because it, How you know, fascinating. it's the distribution of emotional <laughs> that looks that looks very appealing to me. I'm glad that, like, you look at relationships and be like, how can I be the most efficient about how the can workload I gets done? the amount of emotional labor I personally need to do? Right. Anyway. Yeah, back to, back to the catification. Back to the catification. Uh, yeah, so that was my only thing. I was like, I am unclear as to whether or not Finn and Ray were together. So I was like, what is happening? Which I was yeah. like, it makes sense because it's crack. So the whole time I was like, what is happening? But it was very cute. It was crazy that they were like... That I mean, it's obviously that crazy that Ray was a cat. <laughs> There's that whole part where she like goes to use the bathroom and they just hear splash, <laughs> and they're like, "Oh no!" <laughs> she has fallen into the toilet. And, like Finn had to go and like give her a shower immediately, and it was her, like, litter box. Litter box. Yep, and very she's, funny. Like, real litter box about it. Yep. You can tell because she's a cat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So cute. On what grounds do you critique a crack fic? I don't know. I think crack can still be really well written. Oh, that's fair. Just because something is insane doesn't mean it has to be poorly written, you know? And yeah. I think this is really well written. It's just the premise is insane. Yes, for sure. So it's one of those times. Again, it's kind of like what I sent you previously, the fan fiction where Clint Barton has wings. <laughs> you have to accept the premise. Yeah, for sure. And I think with crack, it's almost like accept any premise. Yeah, but it doesn't have to be poorly written, or it has to have its own internal logic. So wow. if it doesn't follow its own rules, those rules can be batshit. Sure. But they have to sort of have their own structure. Oh, dear. Structure. Oh, no. Well. Yeah. This is great and very well written. Yeah. How much do you, uh, what do you rate my pick for you, Alan? Oh, dear. <laughs> I'd give it a good, like, three. Like, I enjoyed myself. It was very cute. Really good, like, relationships building. Like, there's a whole part where Ray, like, boops her little cat nose to, like, pose. It's so cute. So let's talk about the crack pick you sent me, Alan. Oh, dear. Yeah, what um, did I send you, Aaron? I'm going to be kind because this was written by a real person who has real feelings. <laughs> 
Come Hell or Hydrangeas uh-huh. by La Chat Blanche? Yeah, La Chat Blanche. Oh, the white cat. <laughs> Get it. It is a X-Men First Class 2011 fandom fic featuring sort of off, off to the side... Eric Lenger, who is Magneto. Mm-hmm. We've talked about this before. I forget we everything we talked about previously. It's gone. And Charles <laughs> Xavier, who is James McAvoy. <laughs> uh, Canonically, Jen, but James McAvoy. The primary McAvoy. characters are Raven, who is also Mystique, and Angel Salvador, who I don't know. The summary is: Raven knows that it is her sisterly duty to keep her poor, defenseless brother away from possible serial-killing, man-eating, shark-faced garden center employees, and she is willing to do almost anything to achieve that goal. Not that anyone seems to appreciate it. And the concept is that Raven and Charles are brother and sister, mm-hmm. and he's clearly like on a date in a picnic or in a garden or something with Eric. He's like or very like flirting, like very yeah, flirting. obviously flirting. And Angel comes across her hiding in a literal trench coat, like being really creepy. <laughs> yep, and is like, "What the fuck are you doing?" And then they kind of like start to make a plan to like break them up and end it, including going to some guy. Um, like an herbologist or something. Who, yes, yeah, Sebastian Shaw. Sebastian Shaw and getting some gunpowder to blow up the broccoli patch that they're in. Yeah. It's also a broccoli patch. Which yeah, so it's set in a... Set in like a garden center? Yeah, like a garden center and like Eric works there and Eric is... I didn't get any of this from reading it. <laughs> I didn't understand this at all. Well, that's fair. I read the, the part right before this, so that might be why I, w- I had more context. Um, oh. So, working in a gar- garden center, Eric is in charge of, like, vegetation. Like, that's vegetables, his arrow. Vegetables. Specifically. Yes. That I got. Yes. So, because the flower guy was like, flowers are better, and they take over the world. And uh-huh. And like, okay, cool. <laughs> Good for you. It was very weird. Yes. And then, of course, uh, Angel eventually talks to Raven, and they go back, and... And she's like, why do you think that this is going to go poorly? That this, like, conversation between your brother and Eric is bad? Like, admittedly, Eric is very creepy looking. So, like, I get it. Um, <laughs> How dare you? But, like, walk me through why you're concerned. And yeah. Raven's like, well, Charles falls hard and fast. And, like, it, people always let him down. So she's like, look over there. And she makes her look over and is like, yeah, that's Charles. He's like, I'm falling in my overhead, head over heels face. And she's like, look at Eric. And he, she's like... He's also making the same face. It's going to be fine. And then that's the end of the fic. They're like our friends and skip off into the sunset. That's a great summary. I did not like this movie. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I, really? I couldn't tell. It's fine. It's, <laughs> like, it's not... Do you ever read a fanfiction you just like skim it? Because you're just like, I can't read this. No, because if I get to that point, I close well, I would have stopped reading. Yes, absolutely. You you were you were held hostage. Yeah, you can't. You could not do it. And I tried to muscle my way through it. It didn't. Yeah. It didn't read clearly to me. Yeah. I wasn't following what was happening. It was just kind of like it read pretty young and like yes. maybe an experienced writer. So like sure. not to shit on anyone. Like I don't want to ruin anyone's like yeah. dreams of being a writer here. But like this was not the strongest fan fiction I've ever read. And it's <laughs> that's not so one kind of you. To. Solid one out of five. <laughs> It's pretty bad. Yike. Um, Lowest one yet. Is yeah. anyone surprised that it's a fic that I sent? <laughs> also... You should not be surprised because my taste is impeccable. Oh my god. That's yeah, not I'm sure. I'm going to send you garbage at some point. I mean, listen to the last episode. <laughs> you can't tell, but I just made a very shocked face. The Pikachu meme. <gasps> <laughs> Pikachu, not Detective Pikachu. No, not Detective Pikachu. The, like, I'm sure we'll get around to some fanfic of Detective Pikachu at oh, some point. I'm sure. It's going to get weird quick. But that's fair. I feel like... Defend it. Not the fic, but definitely, like, I misunderstood my assignment. Because oh. I thought it was just crazy. And, like, nothing oh. makes sense. And, like, it's very dumb. 
is well, kind of what I got. Well, that's also a valid understanding of crack. Right. It's just a different... Yeah, I, I think... Like, I didn't... I definitely didn't think, like, oh, I need to look at the writing style. Like, I do that with everything now, because I'm like... I, I do ratio for, like, all right, this is not enough description for Aaron. <laughs> like, oh, oh too much too much dialogue. Or, like, oh, this is a good balance. You think about this way harder than I do. Absolutely. I just send you things that I like. I know! <laughs> I know! <laughs> this is my curse. So, I've been, like, curating, essentially. And then this one, I was like, oh, it, this is just batshit, like... Here, here you go. Because I read this one and I was like, oh, this is cute and it's funny and like, that's fine. Because this also harkens back to the type of fix I was reading when I was a teenager. Oh, yeah. Like, this, like, uh-huh. I read this and I was like, oh, was I reading bad fiction as a teenager? I think we all were. The answer is yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, because I definitely read this when I was young and thought it was better than I think it is now. Oh, for sure. You know what I mean? Like, there's, pl- there's plenty of bullshit crap <laughs> in my bookmarks uh-huh. when I was 13. I just, now that I'm reading it, as I'm approaching it right. with me as like 26 year old me, yeah, I'm for like, sure. I don't like this. I also wonder how much of it is like as a as a teenager, you haven't quite lived a lot. You don't have a lot of experience yeah. yet. Which, granted, as like mid 20 year olds, we we still have a lot more experiencing to do. Right. But we also have experienced a lot more on the like the emotional gamut, and like we yeah. know what it's like to live a life and like you know provide for yourself and so forth. So yeah. like, there's a little more of a maturity there. Maybe now we read fiction that's like geared towards that that we connect to on that level whereas as a teenager you're just like i just like these characters together kiss 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 yeah i don't so i'm gonna say this with a caveat so this to me was cringy yes i don't like the cringy culture thing because Mm. it is generally ascribed to things that i think are perfectly within the realm of young people to like and want to like and it's not harmful and it's just shaming people for things that they enjoy. Like, yeah. I read plenty of garbage when I was oh, young. Absolutely. And everyone was like, oh, this is so cringy. Did too. So we can <laughs> all shut up. Exactly. Like, we all have cringe stuff in our background. Yeah. And it's perfectly valid for someone to approach this and be like, oh, this is great. You know, in the Tumblr world, there's always controversy because it's fucking Tumblr. Um, I need to like get a third uh, Tumblr and follow you, follow you and follow all the things you follow. Cause I yeah. feel like you are so, like you have your fingers to the pulse of the, the fandoms. Culture? Yeah. Yeah. There's like a very real pushback against cringy culture right now. Oh, people wow. People are like, let people like what they like. Yeah. It's tagged. You don't have to read it. We're not going to censor this shit. Like, stop it. Exactly. Be, be a real person. So I'm not here to shit on anyone who is doing an honest try at things and just enjoying their life. This just wasn't my jam. So for me personally, it's a one out of five. But it might be more for someone else. That was so good. You're so you're the paradigm of kindness. Aw, I try. I love that. I wouldn't want someone to shit on my fanfiction. Exactly. Right? Yeah. It's like you enjoy the things you enjoy. Like if someone came and like, you know, said, Oh, I don't like Pete Seeger, he's like the worst. I get very angry. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, I don't handle that situation with very much grace. So. Well, when you're on the other side, like it's a it's a difficult thing. When someone's attacking your things, it's hard to be like, "That's fine. Yeah. Everyone can like the things they like." Yeah, I also wonder if this writer. I want to see how much else this writer has written. Well, at least four other parts <gasps> to this series. A hundred works. <laughs> I wonder how old it is. That's good, my question. Good like, for you, Lashot. How, how old? That was it? 2017. So that's okay. two years. So now this person is writing. Stuff oh no, I'm sorry, 2014. Yeah, so this person is writing Five stuff years. now. I bet their writing style has, like, uh-huh. you know, grown and changed and done all sorts of stuff. So this is not an excuse to not give La Chate Blanche a, a striking chance. Yeah, I mean, with a hundred works, something something is bound to tickle your fancy. Yeah. But yeah, that was that was very well expressed. Good job, Aaron. 
I'm proud of you. Can we talk about, uh, can we then go to the one that I sent you for the next tag? What is our next tag? I guess our we should say. Our next tag is texting fix. Yeah, it is. <sighs> I love a text fix. It's so good. Um, how, so... What Alan sent me is Harry Potter, which, as we it know is. from previous episodes, I love Harry Potter. Same. It's also a dreary. Of course. I'm sorry. It's always it's going to be. Of course it is. <laughs> Alan has his ships and he sticks to them. Exactly. I ship hop. <laughs> I'm like, yes, but also like Harry Luna and also Harry Neville. Absolutely like, not. So many combinations. How dare you? People. Do you have one order at restaurants that you get over and over? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I knew it. You don't try anything. Yet. But here's the thing. I always try to try, if that makes sense. Oh, no. Like, I'm like, today I, I should try something new. Like, I could get the chalupa instead of the five-layer burrito. And then you're like, I don't like And then, like, there's so much time between, like, I get to the counter and I'm like, beefy five-layer burrito, please. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even get to order anything. Nope. That's it, so funny. It just, yeah, it, it's a whole oh. thing. Um, It's called... Howler. Yeah, it is. With no E, so uh-huh. H-O-W-L-R, which is so great. It's so great. It's by Partial to Potter on Archive of Our Own. Mm-hmm. And the summary is, Howler is the new dating application enchanting witches, wizards, and everyone in between. Are you looking for a for the one or a one-night stand? It's all here, folks. Howler is sponsored by Weasley's Wizard Wheezies, the same team that brought us the Spellular just two years ago. Ginny Weasley, famed chaser for the Hollyhead Harpies, swears by the app, guaranteed to make sparks fly, she says. The magic awaits you. <laughs> what a fucking stellar <laughs> summary. It's so good. It's a stellar summary. Oh my god, it's so good. I love the premise of this fanfiction. Oh boy. I love the text part. I think the only thing that is a knock against it for me okay. is when it goes to prose. Oh, interesting. The prose is not as strong as the texting. And the texting really, like, so the concept is Harry Harry and Ginny have broken up and have been broken up for a while. And Mm -hmm. both of them are now in queer relationship. Or they've both come out as queer. Ginny is uh, with Pansy Pansy Parkinson Mm -hmm. from Hogwarts. Yes. Uh, She's also, like, this is fully adult. Well, after Hogwarts. After the war and everything. It's been probably, like, a decade or so. Like, it seemed very detached from mm-hmm. that era of their lives. Ron and Hermione live together. They're, like, very much together and going strong. Yep, yep. Harry and Ginny broke up, and they're still on, like, great terms, and, like, yeah. Ginny pushes him to try to date. She's the one who was like, mm, I don't think you're fully straight. <laughs> and he's like, mm, and then she, he was like, yeah, you're right. So, like, <laughs> he's queer. And so she convinces him to get on this app. So George and... George, I guess. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> I forgot about I made myself sad. Oh. <laughs> R.I.P. R.I.P. That's a really bad... That was a bad death in that series. A hundred percent. It was traumatizing. That and, like, Dobby. Spoilers. Yeah. I don't know. I think Fred was worse. But I, I feel like they were the comparable. Twin, I think the twin thing is what gets me about that. Like, the idea of losing a twin. <sighs> I'll stop. That hurts. <laughs> Doesn't it hurt? Anyway, so George... <laughs> has made cell phones for wizards essentially yes. and then it, this app comes out and you can date on it it's tinder it's this it's, uh it's, absolutely it is on tinder it is grinder it's grinder yeah it's absolutely grinder. even than tinder is if you can believe it uh so jenny gets him on this app and he posts and the first person he talks to is someone called green viper yep it is so clearly draco malfoy but why but a fucking idiot <laughs> which actually, checks out <laughs> that checks out He's the only one who doesn't know. And they develop this, like, texting relationship, and they text for, like, months. Oh, yeah. And they're very snarky to each other. They end up sexting a lot. Like, they develop this, like, relationship. But 
Viper, as he's called in the texting relationship, doesn't really want to meet Harry in real part in real life. He doesn't want to like ruin it because he knows it's Harry Potter because he's not a fucking idiot. Yeah. So he's like, no, we're not going to meet. Like, I need to, I need time. And Harry's like, why don't you want to meet me? Blah, blah, blah. And the whole thing that happens with text fix. Yeah, for like, sure. I want to meet you in real life. And the other person's like, no. And <laughs> He, at some one point, he thinks it's somebody else, so they meet at, like... So Harry is actually quit horror training and is working at Hogwarts under McGonagall as they're trying to rebuild the school. Yeah, they're trying to reopen it. So he and Neville are working together there, yeah. and, like, Neville is very supportive of him. And he's like, okay, we have to go to the Yule... The, we're having a Yule Ball to reopen Hogwarts. Like, this is how we're going to, like, ceremonially reopen the school. Yeah. So he's there, and he, like, bumps into this guy, Nate something or not something... Yeah, I think it's not. Like, not, that's his last name. Theodore? Yeah. Theodore not? Who, like, was a Slytherin. Like, a year leader. above him. He fits kind of the parameters of what Harry knows yeah, this so, person to be. Because uh, the whole thing is, like, he tells uh, Ginny and Ron and Hermione, like, so I know he's in Slytherin. Uh, I know that he was around. Because one of the things is, like, are you... Harry Potter era. Yeah, it was, like, and they have abbreviated. I don't remember how it's called. Are you PE or something like that? And they're, like, yeah. excuse me? Harry's, yeah. like, what was that? And he's, like, oh, are you Potter era or not? Like, were you there while he was there? Or, like, And he, like, has a little meltdown about that because he's, like, uh... Yeah, like, he's just a human being. Like, I just want everyone to, like, leave me alone. So he knows that he, he went to school with them. He knows that they're uh, Slytherin. Obviously that they're male. So they, like, together, like, narrow it down. And they're like, well, it could be, like, these three people. This person is in a relationship. It's, it's either Draco Malfoy or Theodore not. And both Ron and Harry are like, oh, so it's Theodore not. And Hermione's like, it is very clearly Draco Malfoy. <laughs> yes. You fucking idiots. Yep. As per usual. Of course, yeah. Checks out. And Ron's like, no, absolutely not. It yeah. could never be Malfoy. Mm-hmm. And Harry's like, I'm with Ron. Exactly. Because that's their friendship. And that's <laughs> um, so he like goes off to dance with Theodore not or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then Draco gets all pissy because he's like. Mm. Mm-hmm. And then they like do eventually meet. They go on a date. They decide to meet up, and they go on a date, and Harry's like, you're Malfoy, and he's like, yes, and they have a whole, like, they have to kind of reckon with all the shit they did to each other. Yeah, and the fact that, like, Draco was a Death Eater. And, like, it's actually really good. So they end up together, and it's good. There's a lot of kind of not great sex scenes that Correct. I 1,000% skipped over. That's fine. Because um, I was like, eh, Although, I do want to talk about, <laughs> which is really was really cool, was um, at some point they want to sext and Draco like sends him a potion or something. He's like, hey, go pick up this potion from this place. I forgot about that. Yep. And then like Harry's like, uh, okay. And and Draco's like, drink it. And and he's like, I don't think that I want to. Wait, this is not safe. <laughs> like alarm bells are happening. But as we know, Harry Potter's an idiot who <laughs> just jumps into anything, Gryffindor, <laughs> and drinks it. And it's supposed, it's like bound to Draco. So like anything that Draco does on his own body, Harry feels it as if it was like someone else's hands. And like they essentially have phone sex through it. Yeah. And I thought it was really interesting. It was, that is an interesting concept. It's like a good mechanic. I think that's the only one I remember. Only yeah. One everything one else was really forgettable. Like yeah. I thought it was hot, but like I'm yeah. dumb. <laughs> no, it's not. No, validate your own enjoyment. Nah. Like it's fine. It just wasn't like. Yeah, it, it wasn't like out of this world. No, and it was kind of like. Again, we've talked about this. The idea of what hot sex might be. It was also attempting to be kind of kinky. And like, oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, and it was the mildest kink. Yeah, but sometimes it comes across as just kind of weird. You yeah, I, mean? I get that. Not that kink is inherently weird, but sometimes when it's written poorly, you're yeah. like, oh. Yeah, like, maybe isn't your thing. definitely should have leaned into it. Like, if that's what we're doing, then let's go. Yeah. But don't be like, well, kind of. Yeah. It, yeah. like, wasn't super great. Okay, sorry. But, that said, this was a 
perfectly enjoyable. I enjoyed myself a lot. 2.8. Wow, rude. Yeah, I would say 2.8. It wasn't as good as, like, the other stuff you sent me. Oh, sure. But it was still good. I enjoyed myself. I also had this thing where it was really hard to find a fic that was told in this medium where it's, like, it's it's just texting. Like, there's not a lot of prose. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, also, another thing I really enjoyed about this fic is that it jumps from, like, the app and then it tells you, like, it's on Howler or, like, jumps to group message, the golden trio. Yeah. Or jumps to, like, like it jumps to all these group message, I Dumbledore's love- army. Yeah, they have a DA group. Yes. Yeah. It's so, like, I love that. I was like, that's, that's really cool. I enjoy the jump from one way. And like, it's a really interesting way to tell a story like this, where it's like, it's almost fully told through text messaging and it jumped out into prose when it felt it needed to. And I enjoyed that. One thing that I wouldn't have remembered, but was an interesting facet to the story was Teddy. Oh, that's right. Oh yeah. Cause. So, cause Teddy Lupin (laughs) is Harry's godson, as you know, if you've read the books, and he cares for him a lot and sees him all the time. And he lives with, the, Teddy lives with Andromeda, who is his grandmother. Yes. But Harry takes great care of him when he comes over for like sleepovers. And in this fic, he's five. What I forgot, it's canonical, but it's not something that ever really is uh, relevant to the story in mm-hmm. canon, is that because Tonks is from the Black family, That's Teddy right. is technically Draco's cousin. Mm-hmm. So they meet. And, like, Ginny tries to sabotage the relationship (gasps) between Draco and Harry by making, saying rude and awful things about Draco around Teddy. Yeah. To, like, make that happen. And Harry has to be like, what the fuck, Ginny? Like, you're with somebody that the family doesn't approve of. I would think you of all people would understand what it's like to be with someone who's a little challenging. Yeah. And she's like, well, my girlfriend didn't try to, like, murder me or whatever. Right. And I'm like, "Mm, she kind of did, though. Right, yeah. And so she kind of, they kind of talk. That that is true forgot that that happened all of that is really cool like i do like when people take small pieces of canon information and then turn it into like really powerful plot points you know that's a cool aspect of fan fiction where you take this tiny little nugget of information and mm-hmm. develop a whole world around it so i like that aspect of it a lot that's fair i enjoyed it i would come back to it i will yeah. come back to it let's talk about yours full disclaimer i have not read this in years i just remember it being the quintessential text fic in the glee fandom for a long time and it was the only text fic I think I've ever read that was fully text-based. Oh, interesting, yeah. yeah. Which is why when it was like, oh, we're going to text fic, I was like, this is important. Like, this yeah. is a fic that, like, has history. That's why I'm going to That's so there. interesting. Yeah. So this is called Little Numbers. It's by... Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so it's also on LiveJournal. So it is not on Archive of Our Own. Yeah. I'm trying to look where the fuck the, the author is on, on fucking LiveJournal. Good luck. God, what on earth? I can tell you who the beta is. Um, One second. Please hold. Oh, there it is. This is... It's it's on the fucking tab. It's like on the... uh, This is Little Numbers by I Know It Ain't Easy on LiveJournal. It is a Glee text fic with the pairing uh, Kurt and Blaine. The summary is Blaine sends a text message to a wrong number by accident. Things progress from there. Short and sweet. Short and sweet. Yeah, concise. You know what you're getting yourself into. Mm-hmm. Full, uh, fully text fic. Uh, Blaine is like just plain old boring text and Kurt is uh, italics. Mm-hmm. And then more as more characters are introduced, they're given different styles. So like Rachel is bold and Wes is underlined and Ethan is like just red text. Very interestingly handled. I loved this fucking fan fiction. <gasps> so, oh my I, god. I, we was sitting here like 
Alan's gonna destroy this. <laughs> I he def- has the look on his face like he hated it. I'm so glad. That's exactly what I really wanted to progress because, and that's why I made you tell me yours about mine first because okay. I was like, I need to end with this fucking fan fiction. Okay. It was so fucking good. good. Oh my god, I was like. Nothing I've ever sent compares. I, like, transcended. <laughs> it was so good. Like, and it starts off with, like, a lot of, like, wrong number text fixes. It's like, oh, a do- like, a puppy threw up on my shoe. I'm going to be late. And then mm-hmm. Kurt is like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Who the fuck is this? And then, like, Kurt is, but Kurt is bored in, in fashion design class. And he's like, wait, no, talk to me, please. Okay. Tell me more about this puppy. Yeah. What kind of puppy is this? And it's all, and the guy's like, aren't you in class? I'm sorry, the guy Blaine is like, aren't you in class? Stop texting me. It was the wrong number. And Kurt's like, but I'm bored. <laughs> and so every Thursday from like 2 o'clock to 3, 10 p.m., Kurt is like, hey, you know what time it is. I'm back. <laughs> it's so good. Oh, and then, oh, it's just so good. I have to reread this. You absolutely. It's yeah. so good. I, I can't, I keep saying it. I'm Deep glad. Breaths. No, because I genuinely, like, you tricked me. Yeah, I definitely I... thought you were going to be, like, zero stars. No, absolutely Garbage. not. Ugh, so good. So, yeah, Kurt, uh, they're both living in New York. Kurt is going to Parsons to study, like, fashion design and stuff. And Blaine is I, at NYU studying music education. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing on its own. You're like, oof. <laughs> Kurt has, uh, is in a relationship with mm-hmm. Ethan. So... When it starts to get, like, flirtiness, mm-hmm. at some point, like, Blaine is like, oh, I don't remember, actually, I don't remember who said it, but someone was like, oh, I think Kurt was like, well, I'm sure you can get, like, a girlfriend anywhere, and, like, Blaine was like, oh, how nice of you <laughs> to think that I'm straight, and he's like, no, I'm gay, and Kurt is like, oh, I am also gay, and in a relationship, and yeah. that very quickly puts a thing like, ooh. Because they both know they've been flirting. And Curtis must be in that thing of like, well, it's harmless because he's straight and I don't know who the fuck he is. Right. But now that it's, he's gay, it's like, oh, shit. There's a potential. Yeah, that's an extra layer. Yeah. Because they obviously, they're getting along really great and like, it's so good. There's moments where like, Blaine has a bad day. Mm-hmm. Oh, because Blaine was also in a relationship and then early on uh, gets dumped. And so he has a really bad week and yeah. like Kurt starts texting him outside of Thursday and be like, Hey, you, know, you want to talk about it? Like, it's okay to like have a bad week or whatnot. And Blaine was like, no, fuck off. Yeah. And like a week later, Blaine texts like, Hey, I'm sorry. I had, I was having a really bad week and mm-hmm. I shouldn't have flashed out at you like that. And Kurt was like, well, you don't owe me anything. Like, I don't know you. You're not, I'm not your friend technically, but if you wanted to talk, I'm here yeah. for you. It was such a good moment where, Blaine talks about, like, well, you know, this is what it is, and, like, I don't... I'm not close to my family and stuff, and it's around Christmas time! Christmas! Christmas! And Kurt is like, oh, so are you flying out to be with your family? Are they coming... Oh, no, no, sorry. I'm remembering all the details. I just read this, like, three days ago, and I loved it. Blaine is having a bad day, and Kurt's like, well, tell me about it. And Blaine is like, well, I just... I walked into my apartment, and I had gifts were waiting for me. Like, they just came in the mail. And Kurt is like, well, isn't that a good thing? And Blaine says, well, no, because this means that they, my parents really aren't going to come. I was kind of expecting that they would, like, surprise me or something. But, mm-hmm. like, if the presents are here, then it means that they're not. Mm-hmm. And Kurt, Kurt is like, what? You yeah. mean you're not going home? And, and Blaine's like, nope. And he's like, that's why I, I hate I hate Christmas. Yeah. And Kurt is like, we're not 
this is not happening. Yeah. So he starts doing like little gifts for him and was like, all right, so now go to the National, the Museum of Natural History mm-hmm. and do this. And like, it's a bunch of really cute little things. And mm-hmm. I love it. It's so good. Oh, I forgot to mention that like one of the, one of the other things is that Blaine hates Tuesdays. Because he's like, I feel like everyone hates Mondays. Together, we like it's a collective experience. Everyone hates Mondays. But then once Tuesday hits, everyone's like, all right, bye, peace, you're on your own. And he's like, but Tuesday sucks because it's like it's not the middle of the week. It's like not the first of the week where everyone hates it. It's just this random day that is good for nothing. It's the sophomore year of the week. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Does anyone else have a rough sophomore year? Yes, Yeah. absolutely. Because you're not a first year anymore. Exactly. So you don't get all the fun like events and like people being like, how you doing? Mm-hmm. Everyone's like, you got this, right? And you're like, no, well, I'm still a scared little cookie. Yep, <laughs> scared little what cookie. What do you mean I have to pick my major? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Kurt starts, sends him to a coffee shop, his favorite coffee shop, and he's like, every Tuesday you will have coffee on me. Always. And Blaine is like, watch out. You like, always is a pretty strong word. Mm-hmm. And Kurt says, I know, I'm never wrong. Always. There will always be coffee waiting for you there. And I was like, that is so sweet. Oh. It's so cute. It's so cute. There's like, it's 20, 20 chapters, like 21 actually. If I recall correctly, it's pretty long. Like, the word count is higher than most of the other stuff we've been sending back and forth. It's not, and it wasn't terrible. It's not like crazy. It's a fast read because it's text fic. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Eventually, Blaine is like, you know, he's in love with Kurt, but Kurt is still in this relationship and he's like, I can't do that to Ethan because I love Mm -hmm. him. And the whole thing is that when I moved to New York from Lima, Ethan like gave me strength to like be confident and be myself. So I owe him a lot. Mm -hmm. And it's that feeling of like, I owe you something. So I have to be loyal to you Mm -hmm. and not necessarily like, I still love you in that way. Like it was really interesting. It's a complicated dynamic. Exactly. Experience and a very sophisticated thing for a fan fiction. Exactly. It's obvious that like Blaine really has feelings for Kurt and Kurt has feelings for Blaine and like Rachel and Wes, uh, Rachel who is Kurt's roommate and Wes who is uh, Blaine's best friend Mm -hmm. are like, Oh my God, you're a fucking idiot. Just yeah. dump your boyfriend and be together. Yeah. <laughs> Essentially. Clearly, this is where this is going. Yeah. And there's this really interesting moment where I, I don't even remember exactly what happened, but they have a falling out for a second. And then Kurt is like, I'm sorry about it. Um, you know, let me make it up to you. The Museum of Natural History has hosts a sleepover every year and it's usually always booked up, but there are a few slots left. So get your, like, get your nephew, niece and nephew and like go and have a, have a good time. Cause one of the, th- one of the little gifts that Kurt gave Blaine is to go to the museum and lay under the giant whale. That's mm-hmm. so cute. I'll, I need to tell you that this fan fiction directly targeted me like so many times. Cause you were like, this is my favorite. when I went to New York in January, one of the things I told my best friend, I was like, we need to go see the whale. We're like, I need to see How this could whale. How we've known this? This is fantastic. Oh, you saw the Instagram. I did. Oh, well, rude. <laughs> that was a genuine. How could I possibly have known this? Because I don't pay attention. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> uh, I'm not a good friend. No. I know when people's birthdays are. Nope. Oh, rude. Um, so yeah, like the blue whale was a big thing in the fic, and I loved that blue whale. Mm-hmm. So when that happened, I was dying. I was melting into a puddle. I was like, Ugh. and Blaine is very fond of that spot too. He loves it and stayed there for like an hour. And he's like, this is just perfect. Like, thank you for this. Mm-hmm. And then they have the falling out. Kurt says, go to the sleepover with your niece and nephew, and they go. And Kurt's friend who works at the museum is Alex, mm-hmm. and says. Can, like, is he single? Can I hit it? Mm-hmm. And Kurt is like, 
Yeah, as far as I know, he's single. Yeah. Just be careful with him. It's not someone to just, like, fucking dump. Uh, so Alex gives Blaine his number, and then Blaine and him go on a date. And then the next morning, Alex texts Kurt, and he's like, well, you had me tricked. Your your friend, like, fucked me hard and then left before I woke up. Oh, and no. you're left with, like, a, uh-oh. <laughs> what just happened? I, my heart, I'm like, oh, no! Uh, like, there's something about, and I think it goes back to, like, my possessive, like, jealous type thing, or, like, my, mm-hmm. like, when people sleep with other people in a fanfic, it, like, gets me really bad. I'm like, no, why? Yeah. I'm trying to be an adult about it all, every time, but it's, it just gets me, like, in a way that I, I don't know why. So that was a facet, and then Blaine was like, I'm sorry, like, I hope I didn't make it weird between you and your friend, and Kurt was like, oh, don't worry about it. <laughs> Yeah, it's cool. He's it's a slut. Fine. <laughs> Do whatever you want. Yeah, really exactly. You don't owe me anything. Toward the end, Kurt breaks up with Ethan mm-hmm. and realizes, like, hey, I can't, like, oh, I'm sorry. Because Kurt hadn't told Ethan at all that he was texting Blaine. Mm-hmm. And then at some point, he's like, I need to tell him because, mm-hmm. like, it's it's not right to keep that from him. So he tells Ethan and Ethan is like obviously upset. Cause he's like, you're texting this other single gay man. And it looks like you guys are always texting. And it looks like yeah. you, you look happy. And like, he's like, you know, that's fine. I trust you or whatnot. But after that, Ethan becomes really, really insecure. Mm-hmm. And every time he sees Kurt texting like Rachel or uh, Kurt texting his dad, he freaks out and he's like, who are you texting? Like, mm-hmm. let's have sex right now let's just do let's have sex and it's like kurt saw what what it was doing to him and he's like and that's not fair to do to him exactly and so he breaks up with ethan not to be with blaine but just because he can't do that to ethan Mm -hmm. and it's so sad and everyone was like oh we're so sorry and rachel's like yeah i'm sorry but you knew it was it had to happen at some point and she mentions like it's not that i didn't like him it's just that like i could see that you weren't at the most happy you could be. Like right. when you are, when I see you talking to Blaine. And so, oh, there's that moment where Blaine is like, I, we need to meet. I like, I need to meet you, please. And mm-hmm. Kurt was like, okay, go to the cafe at this time and I'll, like, I'll be there. So Blaine sits there and sends follow up messages to Kurt. He's like, hey, you're, you're like 15 minutes late. I just want to make sure you're okay. Kurt, hello. And then Kurt's like, hey, I, I can't come. Something came up. Bye. And he mm-hmm. left. He tells Blaine later that he was standing right outside the cafe, but he couldn't open that door because it would make Blaine real. Mm-hmm. And he couldn't deal with that fact yet. Yeah, he wasn't ready. Exactly. And it was so good. The best part, which comes late in the fic, mm-hmm. but absolutely, like, destroyed me and brought me back to life only to kill me once again. <laughs> <laughs> Happens near the end after, like... There's been the falling out. Ethan is out of the picture, but Curtis, like, neither of them ha- are, have the strength to tell them, tell each other that they like each other. Um, and Blaine is afraid to ask Kurt to meet him again because he's afraid of being, like, dumped or again or, like, being stood yeah. up. Yeah. And Kurt is like, well, I don't want him to think that just because I've broken up with Ethan that I want him as, like, as a replacement. And Blaine is like, no, I don't want to ask Kurt because he's still hurting about Ethan. Mm-hmm. So they're in that weird place where everyone is like, you're such idiots, please, just get together. Yeah. So they start having conversations at night, mm-hmm. like phone conversations, and fucking Blaine starts playing the piano for him. Like, mm-hmm. and, and they're always reinterpretations of like top 40 pop songs so like mm-hmm. tiktok and party in the usa and which is such a show thing absolutely yeah, yeah. that a thousand percent comes uh-huh the but the author found like someone playing these remix these uh, versions on soundcloud and links you to them mm-hmm. so in the fake you'll like press on it and you'll listen to it 
and it's like so immersive and I was living my best life every time it happened like and it was the dumbest like party in the USA story of play and I was like <laughs> <laughs> you're like how am I crying because this song right now? Miley Cyrus did it again <laughs> And then the moment that cemented this for me where I, like, destroyed me was... So I did a show where I played a teenager who was a pianist, um, and his favorite piece to play was Nocturne by Chopin. Uh-huh. Then he gets... His hands get broken by a bully, and he oh, kills himself because he can't he play the piano anymore. anymore. And it's 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 always, like, been in my heart for very for various reasons. And so Chopin's mm-hmm. Nocturne is my favorite piano piece mm-hmm. ever, and motherfucker doesn't like actually puts it like it's in the fan fiction. Like yes! I clicked on it and it was knocked through my show fan and I started crying. I was like, <laughs> this was written for you. It was for me. Like, 10 years ago. I know. <laughs> and uh, that was the moment it cemented it for me. I was like, I have no words. I, I want this on in a book form. So I will always have it, but it, it won't read. Like it doesn't yeah. make sense. Cause there's all, there's all those links and like they include the author includes pictures of the whale. And like, yeah. this is the view from under the whale and like this is kind of the house that Kurt sent Blaine to go look at it's so immersive and interactive oh it was just so good I was a mess my only small the smallest little gripe I had with it was the ending Mm -hmm. where finally they just like Rachel and Wes who also end up together and I was like all right sure are pushing Blaine to be like he loves you. Just do something. Do something. And Blaine's like, okay, I'll do it. And so he makes a little challenge like Kurt used to do for him. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, go to the go to Central Park at this time. Find the statue. Mm-hmm. And Kurt was like, I don't want to. And Blaine was like, tough shit. <laughs> do it anyway. So they go. He goes. And Blaine plays him a, like a song on the piano there. And they meet. And it's like really cute. But this is this is where the thing with text fix are always going to like frustrate me. Obviously, there's no reason for them to be on the phone or like texting anymore, and there's they don't switch into prose. So I have no idea what conversation was had, what happens, because that's also not the end. End. They still have a moment afterwards where like, well, yeah, we met and we had coffee, but that doesn't mean we're in love or we're in a relationship. And everyone is like, that's me slapping my fit my hand into my forehead. Yeah. Face palming, thank you. Myself. <laughs> <laughs> that was such a journey to watch. Yeah. Right? <laughs> That's where it suffers for me. And then at the very end, they they have a date set up and Blaine says, I can't wait another, I can't wait, in, like, I can't wait until morning. Would you meet me at this diner, like, mm-hmm. right now? And Kurt is like, I'm on my way. Yeah. And so they're like, I'm out. I think Kurt's like, I'm outside. And that's the end of the fic. So I don't get to see anything. Like, I don't get any closure. I don't get to see the, like, I love you. Or the oh, whole hand drives yeah. me insane. It's the only downside I will ever see to having, to reading fic, text fix Because I love text fix. Yeah. But when it doesn't switch into prose, you lose out on that, like, what what is actually happening. And, like, it could have been at the very end, like, transition. Because I know... I. I acknowledge that it would be weird if you go from like text to prose, text to prose, text to prose, kind of like Howler did, but I enjoy it because I love, I love a good prose. Little Numbers had it made, like it, at the very end, it could have just been like a little prose piece. And that's just my personal thing because I know that it's, yeah. it's perfect. It's wonderful. Go read this fan fiction. Oh my God. Yeah. So good. That's so fantastic. <laughs> because I remember reading this as it was being written. <gasps> I would not have been a, I don't know how you do this. It would yeah. destroy me. Yeah. <laughs> 
So I remember following it. I must have found it on Tumblr or something. Mm -hmm. Like someone somewhere had been like, this is the most incredible fan fiction I've ever read. Everyone read it. Read it. When was this actually posted? I have 2012. Okay. So yeah, I would have definitely been on Tumblr by then. It would have been, you know, someone was like, oh my God, I'm reading this really oh, incredible. Oh, started 2011. And I'm 2011. reading this really incredible fan fiction. You have to read it. And I remember waiting for updates to this fic, mm -hmm. like waiting for updates to a TV show, but more stressful because it wasn't a consistent release schedule. Uh -huh. It was just whenever people write whatever. And I just remember that being like one of the best fan fictions I'd ever read. Like, I, I honestly have no words for how much I love this fan fiction. It's ridiculous. I'm so proud. And like, I told you, like, I can't, like, I would never have been able, like, I would not have been able to wait for it. Like, I don't know what I would have done with myself. I, I couldn't. I'd stayed up all night to read this fucking yeah. fan fiction. So. And yeah. there was a moment, too, where, because uh, the author calls out, like, oh, and thank you to this Tumblr user for their wonderful fan art. And they link it. And I was like, oh, yay. Uh, the post was gone. I was like, damn it. But it led me to, like, the little numbers Tumblr tag. Huge community. Huge, Huge. community. It was a big thing when it came out because it, like, blew up. Yeah. Like, it was one of those fan fictions that everyone read mm -hmm. in the Glee fandom because everyone was like, oh, my God, this is, yeah. this is incredible. And it went around. Like, it has its own spinoffs. People, uh, I think, It has fan, fan fiction for the fan this. fiction. Oh, my God. It was, like, it honestly was so so impactful i remember it being it's so well done and it's so good and it leaves so such an open-ended sort of place to go exactly um that like if i recall correctly people were like doing their own self-inserts and they were doing like missing scenes and all sorts of stuff like it was its own <sighs> fandom thing yeah so i clicked on it and i started like scrolling I was like oh this is cute i was halfway through the fic and then i see like it was like a fic like mm -hmm. montage and it's like mm -hmm. Blaine saying something and Kurt responding and I was like oh, I don't rec I don't recognize that close it close it because I was gonna spoil myself yeah oh man amazing so good I have no words yay absolutely so no so what words. do you rate it what do you rate it what do you rate it like a three point I'm kidding I, <laughs> I'm kidding. I literally was gonna be like no no way <laughs> try again um you can say it I uh, I know fine it's a five it's a yes! five <laughs> I, I feel no one is surprised i feel like i wanted to be like a 4.9 because like but no this was there's always room for improvement no 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 and this is like definitely a thing where like it doesn't have to be the only five ever yeah, absolutely but, like, i'm so glad you enjoyed it that much <sighs> it, i can it, never it, compete with this it changed the bar too high it changed my life <laughs> like chapter like chapter sorry episode four and you've already fucked us up Sorry. That's funny. If the next, if you don't send me another one of these, I, I, I just added like, uh, I've added a few categories to our episode ideas. I really want to look at other fan fictions that made a splash in the fandom. Yeah. Cause like, that was really interesting. I didn't know that there was like, that that was a thing. Cause again, in the fan fictions that I read when I was a teenager, all anime, there was one in the particular fandom that I read that was huge and it was like the quintessential fanfic that you had to read. Yeah. And it was, it was amazing. But I was like, oh, so I guess that means that there must be something equivalent to that, to the big fandoms. And I wonder what they'd be. Yeah. I don't know because I can't think of any big, huge, splashy fan fictions for a lot of the fandoms I'm in. Mm -hmm. The only thing coming to my brain is My Immortal, which... The Evanescence song? Yeah, no, no. Do <laughs> you not know My Immortal? No. <gasps> I've never even oh, heard of it. my God. Oh, dear. So, 
My Immortal. It has its own Wikipedia page. Oh my god. The Wikipedia summation is My Immortal is a Harry Potter fan fiction serially published on fanfiction.net between 2006-2007. Known for its incomprehensible narrative and constant digressions, the story centers on a 17-year-old female vampire called Ebony, a non-canonical character in her relationship with the characters for Harry Potter series, most notably her relationship with Draco Malfoy. Ultimately, she is prompted by visions to travel back in time and try to defeat the main protagonist of the series, Lord Voldemort. Here's the thing. No one knows who wrote it. <laughs> wow. It was taken off of the internet, so you can't find it anymore. But it's the blurb that people use to make fun of fan fiction that's like, my name is Ebony Dark Dementia Way. I'm wearing black combat boots and black fishnets and black corset. And, you know, my hair falls and curls around my shoulders. And I, I wake up and I'm unhappy and I stick my mingle, middle finger up at the jocks on my way to school. It's that fan fiction. Whoa. It's trash. What? Everyone knows this fan fiction. <laughs> in, in September of 2017, someone claiming to be the author updated a fiction press account stating that she had created an active Tumblr account under her real name. An effort to locate this Tumblr account resulted in the account of young adult novelist Rose Christo. She has since stated that she was one of the two co-authors of My Immortal <sighs> and has provided evidence of her authorship to uh, Macmillan Publishers. But controversy that same month over factual errors in her then forthcoming memoirs has led to doubt about her authorship. Oh my god. Christo has claimed that it's satire in 2017 and not genuine fanfiction, but we still don't know who wrote it yeah. for real, uh -huh. but its legacy lives on and there, started, and it's garbage. I just started reading the, like the first sentence of the plot sum summary says the protagonist of the story is Ebony parentheses, occasionally Enaby, Ebaby, Ebony, Ebori, Enabi, Enopbi, Egogi, Terra, or Ebery. Holy shit, it's dude. Really <laughs> We're going to have to do a series. We're going to have to... Yeah, but that's like... In fandom history, that's one of the ones that like everyone knew about my immortal. I did except not. Except you. Yeah, I was in a different faction. I was in the yeah. Japan. I was in you Japan. In <laughs> so I can think about stuff like that, but I don't, you know... And then Little Numbers was the Glee version of like actually good fan fiction that everyone yeah. loved and read. I bet you there's more, though. I, I bet be. you there's got to be something that makes a huge splash. Yeah. Readers, what would you say is your quintessential fan fiction and your preferred fandom? Yeah. Like, send us your recommendations and maybe we'll read them. Yeah, that'd be great. Because obviously I need help. I'm still looking. Can we talk about the fact that I, I had to extend a week past our deadline to submit these because I still couldn't find a good, like, what was, what was my last one? Fake dating. I had a, such a hard time finding a fake dating one. Yeah. Send us your recs. Please do. Nothing makes us happier. Yeah, honestly. Yeah. Can always read more fan fiction. Yeah. Yay! I'm so glad you enjoyed it. Ugh, Aaron, I I'm staring out the window looking for words <laughs> and I have none. Well, that sounds like a great end to this episode. I think so. Everyone, uh, follow us on whatever uh, listening streaming place Alan puts this up on. <laughs> I'm just gonna put it up into smoke signals, and you have yeah. to find it. We're gonna broadcast on radio. Yeah, it'll be a scavenger hunt, a la little yeah. numbers. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. So uh, like and subscribe, which is a YouTube thing. But yeah, we're it gonna is. pretend it's this. I have a short film and, called uh, Like and Subscribe. Oh, I didn't know that about you. Yeah. Keep on listening next week when we explore new tags. Yeah. The way you all sorts of things and by next week i mean whenever we post the next episode because there's no schedule for this 
<laughs> just keeping those expectations low. We're like fanfic authors. <laughs> we might post in three days. We might post in three years. We'll you never, never know. know. That's actually brilliant. I kind of love that. Yeah. All right. All right. Bye, y'all. Bye.